Welcome to season two of my podcast show, Heading to the Holy Land, how to prepare, plan, and pray for a life-changing journey. Everything you need to know to bring your group to Israel. But where do you start? What do you need to know? What must you do and when and how? Heading to the Holy Land podcast lays it all out for you simply and clearly, step by step. This podcast will equip you with all the practical information to enjoy a landmark journey of faith and heart. We will talk about everything you need to know. We will talk about financial planning, travel pointers, important legal matters, what to wear, ethical and even cross-cultural considerations, and many, many more things. Drawing on decades of my experience as a professional tour guide, in Israel, I will answer all your questions, even the ones you might not think to ask. Welcome to a new episode of Heading to the Holy Land. And today we're going to learn about the holidays and festivals in the land of Israel. Holidays are very confusing in this part of the world. There are so many of them. And not only there are secular Jewish, Christian, and Islamic holidays, but there are also religious ones. And the dates they fall on are related to each calendar. There is the Hebrew calendar, there is the solar Gregorian calendar for Christians, and there is the new moon calendar for the Muslims in Mecca. And not only that, but various Christian denominations celebrate key events on different days. So first, we will start with the Jewish feasts that are related to the Jewish calendar. And the Jewish calendar is both lunar and solar. It follows the sun for the year and the moon for the month. Every three years is a leap year. And one month is added to keep the feasts and festivals as close as possible to the seasons as in scripture. The Sabbath, Shabbat, is very important to the Jewish people and life in Israel in general. In most places around the country, and especially in Jerusalem, because it's very religious for the Jews, Friday afternoon to Saturday evening, everything shuts down, including transportation. And in Jewish tradition, the day begins at sunset and ends at sunset. We will talk about the first Jewish festival. Rosh Hashanah. This is the Jewish New Year or the Feast of Trumpets. Trumpets are blown to remind people to repent of their sins as the Day of Atonement is approaching. Though a Salman holiday, it is celebrated with apples and honey for a prosperous and sweet New Year. And according to Judaism, when they blow the shofar, when they blow the trumpet, the Jewish tradition says God moves during that time from the seat of judgment to the seat of mercy. So he have compassion over people to repent at the beginning of the new year. Next is Yom Kippur or Yom HaKippurim, which means the Day of Atonement is the holiest day of the year for the Jewish people and is a national day of fasting. The tradition goes back to biblical times of the tabernacle, 
where once a year on Yom Kippur, the high priest entered the Holy of Holies to atone for the people's sin. Next, Sukkot, which means the Feast of Tabernacles. It is a week-long holiday that comes five days after Yom Kippur. It celebrates the gathering of the harvest and commemorates God's protection and provision for the Israelites after they left Egypt. The festival of Sukkot is one of the three pilgrimage feasts and is celebrated by dwelling in and covering under a booth. We call it a sukkah, and by waving four species of plants, palm, myrrh, willow, and citron. Next comes Simchat Torah, the rejoicing of the law. Simcha is rejoice, happy. They are rejoicing, a joyful celebration that marks the end and the beginning of the cycle of public Torah readings in a synagogue. Chanukah is the Feast of Lights, an eight-day Jewish celebration of the Maccabees, the victory over the Greeks in 165 BC, to remember the miraculous provision of oil for the light in the temple. Chanukah is celebrated by daily lightning a new candle on a Chanukiah, the nine-branched menorah, and eating food deep-fried in oil, such as the sufganiyot. We call it the donuts, the jelly donuts. Next feast is Purim, the festival of lots. Celebrates the bravery of a Jewish girl who became queen and saved her people, the Jews in ancient Persia. Of course, you know whom I'm talking about, Esther. This bizarre holiday is celebrated by fancy dress-ups to allude to the hidden features in the story. Much feasting, loud, interactive, and reading, of course, from the book of Esther in the synagogues. Next, Pesach, Passover commemorates God's deliverance of Israel out of Egypt, Exodus. A perfect lamb was slain, and its blood was painted on the doorposts, also that the punishment of the Lord will pass over the homes of the children of Israel. The event is celebrated with a special family meal called the Seder meal, by which the story is told to the children. Another Passover tradition is cleaning the house from any yeast and bread is replaced with a cracker called matzah or matzot. Passover is one of the three pilgrimage feasts of the scripture. The third one is Shavuot, the festival of weeks, or we know it as Christians, Pentecost. It is celebrated 50 days after Passover as the day in which God gave the Torah to Moses on Mount Sinai. Shavuot is one of the three pilgrimage feasts. Today, it is customary to stay up all night reading the Torah during the Feast of Weeks.
or the feast of Shavuot, Pentecost. Next feast is something called Lag Ba'omer. The Omer is the 49 days between Passover and Pentecost, between Pesach and Shavuot. The holiday celebrates a break in the dreadful plague at the time of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, or known as Rashbi, is an important Jewish mystical figure. He is also said to have died on that day, which in Jewish tradition means his life purpose was fulfilled, and therefore a day of joy. Lag Ba'omer is celebrated by building bonfires, playing sports, and enjoying picnics. Tesha Be'av is the next Jewish festival, which is the ninth of Av, the Hebrew month Av, is an annual fast day of communal mourning over a number of disasters in Jewish history. Primarily, the destruction of the first and second temples in Jerusalem. To commemorate that destruction, the festival is called Tisha B'Av, which literally means the ninth of the month of Av. Now, we're going to move to the Israeli secular holidays. We have something called Yom HaShoah, which is the memorial of the Holocaust. It's the National Remembrance Day for the tragedy of the Holocaust, in which six million Jews were murdered. Another secular holiday, Yom Hazikaron, which literally means the Remembrance Day. It's a national remembrance day for all the soldiers who lost their lives defending the state of Israel. A siren is sounded and all Israeli citizens stop what they are doing and stand firm in silence for like few minutes to honor the lives that are lost. Another secular day, which is called Yom Atzma'ut, which literally means the Independence Day, a celebration of the declaration of the State of Israel on the 14th of May, 1948. The celebration day changes each year as it follows the Hebrew calendar, and it is always preceded by the Day of Remembrance for the fallen soldiers. And the last Jewish secular festival is called Yom Yerushalayim, Jerusalem Day, commemorates of the reunification of Jerusalem after the Six-Day War in 1967. Next, I'm going to share with you about the Christian festivals, the Christian feasts in the Holy Land. These festivals are celebrated in different times and in different dates because we have Eastern Orthodox, and we have Western churches like Latin, like Roman Catholic and Protestant. So there's a lot of festivals with different timings. But for Christians, Sunday is a special holiday. And so many Christians do not work on Sundays, as they would be with their families at church. The most important festivals, of course, is Christmas. Celebrated on the 25th of December or the 7th of January. It depends what denomination you have. 
With Christianity being a minority, it is less common to find Christmas symbols around Israel than in many other countries. However, major religious centers such as Nazareth, Bethlehem, and the old city of Jerusalem experience these festivals in a tiny bit. Lights up the Christmas trees in different towns, Christian towns. You find sometimes Christian markets, concerts, plays, and more. Christmas in the Holy Land is like you have never seen it before. Sadly, Christmas is not so much felt in the land of Israel because there's not much Christians in the land. Anyway, another feast is the Lent. 40 days of fasting observed by many churches in preparation for Easter. It begins on Ash Wednesday, a holiday for prayer and fasting, for repentance, and ends the day before Eastern Sunday. The number 40 is related to Jesus fasting in the desert for 40 days. Another important Christian festival, Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday marks the beginning of the Holy Week and celebrates the arrival of Jesus in Jerusalem. Today, Palm Sunday is celebrated with a procession in the footsteps of Jesus from Mount of Olives and through the Old City. And this is a big celebration. Many Christian families from different denominations walk that path and join together and wave palm branches or crosses made from palm leaves. On this joyful event led by marching bands, many Christians unite together to enter the old city of Jerusalem, commemorating Jesus entering the city 2,000 years ago. And this brings unity among the Christians. Good Friday is the day when Jesus was crucified. It is commemorated by some churches by following in his footsteps from Gethsemane to Golgotha to be crucified, which is called the Via Dolorosa. And thousands of pilgrims follow the path, the way of the cross or the way of the pain, while holding their crosses all the way from the place of condemnation all the way up to Calvary. Also, there's another important festival is called Holy Saturday or the Holy Fire where crowds gather at the Holy Sepulcher, the place of resurrection, to witness the miracle of the Holy Fire when Jesus had resurrected and upon resurrection there was an earthquake and the light came out of the power of resurrection. So they celebrate this power and this light by lighting candles and these candles will be distributed to all over and sent all over the world to light the churches for the next year. Then we have Eastern Sunday. The tomb is empty and the Savior is risen. Easter, also known as Pascha, Pesach, is celebrated all over the Holy Land with the highlights being in Jerusalem. It is celebrated with family visits, egg hunts, and church services, but the highlight for the Protestants is the sunrise service at the Garden Tomb. If you happen to be in Jerusalem during Easter, it's a must to go early morning to celebrate this service in the Garden Tomb. Eastern and Western churches usually celebrate on different days, yet it has happened where they 
coincide on the same day. Easter and the Jewish Passover often overlap as well as Jesus' death and resurrection occurred during Passover. It does not important to know exact day or time it happened because it's been 2000 years and scholars debate exactly on the dates but it's the principle of it now next we're gonna move to the muslim holidays the islamic calendar began in 622 a.d which is called the date of the hijra and follows a lunar calendar and you have to understand for muslims also friday is the holiest day and so many local areas with generally muslim population they close down on fridays and they go to the prayers the first muslim holiday we'll talk about is ras il sanad hijriya which is the islamic new year the years in islam started counting as i said 622 a.d on the day Muhammad and his followers immigrated from Mecca to Medina, which is known as the Hijra. The Hijra literally means the migration. The Hijri calendar is a lunar calendar with 354 or 355 days a year and consists of 12 months. The next Muslim feast, Mawlid al-Nabi birth of the prophet commemorates the birth of the prophet muhammad and is celebrated in a manner with large streets processions and reading the stories of muhammad's life second laylat al-mi'raj it is one of the most significant events in the muslim calendar this festival means and celebrates the night journey and ascent of Prophet Muhammad. According to Muslim tradition, Muhammad was taken from Mecca to Jerusalem on a mystical winged creature called Burak, and from there he ascended to heavens where he is validated as the last and final prophet. Another important Muslim feast is Ramadan the feast of fasting the ninth month of the islamic calendar and observed by muslims worldwide as the month of fasting it is remembered as the month in which the quran was given to muhammad and according to muslims during ramadan the gates of heavens are opened and gates of hell are closed as one of the five pillars of islam all Muslims fast from sunrise to sunset and celebrate with the feasts each night during this month. Then we have a Muslim feast called Eid al-Fitr, which means the festival of breaking the fasting. Just as its name implies, it celebrates the end of the Ramadan fast with three days of festivals and celebrations and visiting families. Then another important one, the last one I'm going to talk about, Eid al-Adha, which means the festival of sacrifice. This festival celebrates Abraham's willingness to sacrifice his son, Ishmael. It is celebrated with gatherings and feasts. 
and it is customary to eat an abundance of meat during these three days, especially lamb. And this feast concedes specially with the completion of the Hajj, the annual pilgrimage to Mecca. Every Muslim has to go to do this visit once in his life. So this is in general. We talked about the Jewish festivals, we talked about the Christian festivals, and we talked about the Muslim festivals. And as you see, Israel, the Holy Land, Jerusalem, whatever you want to call it, is diverse of religion. It's so diverse and so many celebrations and so many festivals. It's where history starts and it's where history will end. It's a mix and a mosaic of religions in one place. Thank you for listening. We just came to the end of the podcast. And I want to share one thing with you about the new Zoom teachings. Me and my twin brother, Tony, we are doing three times a week, twice a month, teachings on Zoom Live. And it's free for everyone. And mostly I focus on teaching from scripture and taking verses from its original language. And Tony do also virtual tours. He can take you to sites in the land of Israel. Now, it's so simple. You go to the website, www.walkingtheholyland.com. Again, walkingtheholyland.com. And you scroll all the way down and there is a section RSVP where you can see the date, you can see the hour and the subject of the Zoom teaching. And you press on RSVP and then you put your name, your family name and your email and you're going to receive the Zoom link for the free teachings. The next Zoom teaching will be about the journey of Abraham from Ur of the Chaldeans all the way to the Promised Land. And by the way, the Pope had visited Ur of the Chaldeans to visit the Aramean indigenous Christians and to encourage them. And we're going to talk about the same city called Ur where Abraham birthplace and where he came from. And we're going to follow the geography of the land of the Bible from Ur to Haran and from Haran to the land of Canaan to Shechem and all the way down to the Negev. So this is the next Zoom session. It's free for everyone and going to be very good teaching. So go to the website and RSVP. And thank you so much for your time and looking forward to see you soon. God bless your hearts.